0: Welcome to the Next Generation of Design podcast. I'm Jennifer Piper. Today, we're talking with Paul Brown, the Senior Marketing Director at Siemens, about industry trends, the future of CAD technology, and what's in store for the next generation of design. Paul Brown is a trained designer whose original ambition in school was to work in designing, building and developing products. This certainly set him up for a positive and ambitious future of innovation and operating at the forefront of technological advancements over the years. Even before working at Siemens, Paul always seemed to be ahead of the curve in his career when it came to working with up and coming technology
1: actually went and I was working in the machinery industry, designing complex machinery. And at that point, the uh, the company I worked for decided to invest in CAD. And this was some time ago, in the early days of CAD. And we, and one of the things that happened was I was told, okay, uh, your drawing board is going away and you are going to be one of our lead implementers for CAD uh, inside of the company so we focused on bringing this product in it was it was a, a, an interesting challenge because we were trying to automate processes trying to even in those days looking at our product line and saying okay what could we automate and tie together and so I got involved a lot with that and then I Decided that I wanted to try and get me, be more involved with other industries, so I left mechanical engineering and started working for a software vendor at the at the time, and uh, I got involved in implementations of CAD in lots of different companies before finally joining Siemens. About 30 years ago now, 30, coming up to 33 years ago, um, and since then I've done work with customers all around the globe in various roles, from technical support into um, through into my current role, which is leading the product engineering solutions marketing team, uh, where we look at working with our customers and our development teams to, to make sure that there is a clear understanding of, of, of how we fit into this whole digital twin experience and the digitalization processes.
0: So before we jump into the meat of industry trends and the next generation of design, I had to ask, what does the term next generation of design actually mean from a Siemens perspective?
1: if you just carry on doing the same things all the time then you're not going to change you're not going to embrace because digitalization is changing every process it's changing the way we design things we, the way we analyze things the way we assemble, assemble where we manufacture things this whole everyone's looking to to drive change through and improve processes so what we see is that there is that you have to change and you you can't just carry on with the same approaches so with next the next generation design that will actually embrace multiple technologies that cross over the boundary um, from mechanical in, in, into electrical and and into embedded software and, and combine those together such that you can actually not just design um, something but actually simulate it with its control system being able to test out how software, the behavior of software will react on the mechanical elements and go through and do that. So that's one of the key elements there.
0: As Paul said, in order to keep moving forward, things are going to have to change. In order to stay relevant, companies and industries are required to constantly reinvent themselves and continuously adapt and change their processes. If not, those companies will disappear from the public consciousness and essentially become irrelevant to the realities of today's marketplace, never mind the marketplace of tomorrow. This fascinating dynamic that's emerging creates an interesting culture around competition between companies and industries.
1: We're seeing so many people looking to have to to innovate and You'll really really grow their business in different ways look for alternative ways to stay competitive and I think that's one of the biggest drivers and trends that we see and and then that what well, that lends itself is it then leads into a a drive towards really using digitalized processes and and bringing in that whole area of building up more information more product knowledge more products based on computer modeling uh, versus physical modeling the old ideas of building up a prototype and then breaking it to, to see if it would work really really can't you can't sustain because you, you you just can't move quick enough and and the people that say don't move quick are gradually, despite their size, are gradually falling by the wayside and not actually um, becoming competitive. And and it's becoming more and more of a a challenge, particularly because, as well, there are so many new entrants that come into markets, the barriers to entering markets. Just Just take automotive and you look at, it used to be the powerhouse of the big OEMs, And then all of a sudden, companies like Tesla come along and completely change the dynamic. And now you start seeing, with things like electrification, you start seeing players that you don't ever expect to to have seen in the past. In the UK here, Obviously, the big news was when Dyson, Dyson, who may started uh, started out as, as as doing vacuum cleaners and you know, uh, you know and technology to, to dry uh, to to move air, which effectively is their background, uh, using electrical um, supplies, and now moving into building automotives, building electric cars.
0: With the next generation of design comes two key changes changes in the products themselves and changes in the manufacturing process.
1: We see that we're also having the challenge of seeing new technologies which change the way that people are thinking about their, their products and their their processes. Things like you know, virtual reality, being able to use virtual reality systems to, to, to analyze and, and, and to view something. So imagine you've got this situation where you're building something like a truck, and, and you, you bring all the parts. Having it on a screen in front of you is one thing, but there's no sense of scale. There's no sense of proportion. There's really, it's really kind of hard to, to actually get a true feeling of how this all comes together. But by using virtual reality, we can put the designer in to, to a full-size kind of mock-up you know, digital um, environment of his product, and he can see it start seeing, you know, how things together, and, and that designer and engineer can start making decisions about whether things are going to work. And that's that's a critical factor to this whole thing. So, all together, we see these as the, the cornerstone of this idea of the next generation of design.
0: As we talked about, the traditional manufacturing process just isn't holding up the way that it used to. People aren't making prototypes and interacting with their products anymore. That strategy is just too slow and too expensive in the marketplace of today. Instead, now we're seeing a big drive toward using alternative manufacturing techniques like industrial additive manufacturing, which is also known as 3D printing, electromechanical design, productive modeling environments, generative design and integrated validation, collaborative design management, and immersive design and visualization. These are the six pillars of the next generation of design. With these pillars and innovations in design in mind, I asked Paul, what are the key elements to help drive productivity? Well, I think that
1: there's things that we've done um, inside of our products, inside of the NX product line, for example. Uh, We've looked at bringing machine learning and artificial intelligence into to to help the designer to, to, to help remove complexity by adapting the user interface based upon things that they've done in the past so we start measuring and monitoring things that they do standard sequences standard workflows and then prompting them To the way that they that their best practices inside their company work so it's actually very exciting a lot of people have been looking at how can it really help me at being able to to streamline that whole process to get my job done quicker and more efficiently and i think that's the key technology that we we see uh, going forward in terms of bringing together Mechanical and electrical, as part of uh, Siemens, bringing together our tools from mechanical design like NX, bringing together electronics from things like Expedition, which is part of uh, the, the the tools that have come in uh, as part of combination of the traditional PLM business and the uh, the electrical business from Mentor Graphics bringing in tools like Expedition, which uh, allow you to do harness, tying that together, allowing you to have like a 2D schematic, which is the world that a lot of electrical designers work with, tied into the 3D model, such that you know that the wires and, 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 and the fittings and the connections and the components are in the right place, that behave in the right way. So tying those together, those types of innovations really, from our side, we believe will help our customers and future customers in in working in new ways, new exciting ways. Obviously, I mentioned VR earlier, being able to embed, have an embedded VR solution. So you're not translating data into a different external system. You're actually using this as part of the design process.
0: Going back to the adaptive UI that you had mentioned, how exactly does does that work, the adaptive user interface? Does it just remember the tasks that the users are performing or, or how exactly is that working?
1: Well, what it's actually doing is, I mean, it's monitoring the usage. So it will say, so if a user starts out and does something like, Creates a, a line and an arc, and then a profile that you know draws something out in 2D. What's their next steps? And when they first start out, they may be saying, "Okay, I then want to add some thickness to that, or I may want to revolve it." We remember that, and we re- we start waiting how often they do those types of steps. So the more they use the steps that, that goes through. So you, the user interface there's a toolbar that dynamically changes constantly on the screen it's kind of in the over in the corner of the of the screen so it's, it's not stopping them it's not preventing them from going to the, a user from going to any other commands perfect freeze still have the freedom to to change direction but what it's doing is it's constantly evaluating and saying okay for the if you do us this sequence of you know well, you've done a profile then you've extruded it added some blends to it nine times out of ten your next step is to uh, make it thin uh you know, add a hollow to it so in, in in our terms so being able to put some you know some shell type function onto it so we monitor and that's what we do is we start adapting the tool that this toolbar such that the the most common commands after that sequence are presented to you so you don't have to go and rely on somebody either going off and learning that, that sequence or often or but it actually starts prompting people to use the best practices. And the neat thing is is of course these companies can share these best practices. So so when they have their power users they can share this knowledge around such that their newer users get the benefit of of the the standard approaches that the the companies have. So I think that's, that's the important thing. So it's using artificial intelligence and machine learning to adapt and offer back the most common commands that people would use.
0: Another way that Siemens specifically is driving forward and taking advantage of opportunities to innovate and get a leg up over competition is through continuous release of software.
1: The continuous release approach, uh, I think in many areas of of our lives, we expect this kind of continuous update approach. I mean, anyone that deals with apps on their on their phone or on 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 tablet devices will know that there's regular updates that come out that add new functionality that add certain either fixes or security fixes but interestingly enough uh when you look at enterprise type technology we've tended not to go for that we've tended to go for having some sort of major milestone release and then and then incrementing updates and on those which are more around quality and, and 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 that's all fine. But the problem with that is it really firstly it prevents you from getting enhancements into customers' hands as as quickly as they, they really want to take them. And I think that it, and it also builds up this barrier to, to adoption that people do. And, and we've we've also seen in the past that people wait because they see updates as becoming almost too large. There's too you know too many things that come in, in one big in one big bang release. So what we've decided to do is is move to a more continuous cycle. So being able to still have some major milestone releases, but have in between a regular cadence of an update that a user can take but they don't have to take it we're not forcing you to take it but in many cases we're trying to make it easier for you to to stay current to keep up with the latest trends because in every release we put out we put out numerous obviously um you know we we, we, we are constantly monitoring things like security of the software the other reason that this is going is going to be more and more important of course is we're seeing a shift, uh, a gradual shift, but uh, still a shift in expectations and, and willingness to adopt technologies like cloud. So traditionally, customers would install locally. Now we're seeing more and more customers who are looking to say, OK, can I use either a local product and maybe a product that's hosted somewhere you know, in the cloud that I'm using as and when I need it? And cloud products tend to be more, um, you, you want to be more dynamic. You want to be able to keep these products up to date, offering the latest functionality. So, so we see this move to continuous as a critical part about the path to give our customers that flexibility of deploying other technologies in different ways.
0: These new developments in how software is being produced and sold is a direct result of global digitization. It definitely seems that, you know, the whole term digitalization is really key to the future of designing and manufacturing, um, especially from Siemens' perspective. So could you talk maybe just a little more about the digitalization vision and what you think that means for your customers?
1: Well, I think that actually, the one thing I will say is that you know, the other conversation often uh, people start looking at the difference between um, digitalization and digitization. You know, this is, we're not really just talking about scanning information in, we're actually talking about building effectively digital twins of what you're going to deliver as your product. Being able to build a, a, a digital twin of the design, being able to build a digital twin of the production methods right the way down to the factory. So actually have you know, representations of, of the data that you can work with, adapt, innovate without investing lots of time and effort in in say physical creation and that's where you're saving people our customers are saving time and money is by utilizing these technologies whether it's design and then analysis and then into manufacturing or further on and and tying them together and i think one continued trend that helps drive this of course is the increased amount of software and electronics in in products. And the only way to really tie these things together is, is to build them digitally and simulate them and go through and prove them out before you invest in heavy, time-consuming activities to build anything physical.
0: So I guess just a couple of other questions Questions before we wrap up, um, a couple of things that might be interesting to get from your perspective. What are some of the things that you're most excited about that Siemens is doing currently or will be doing in the future?
1: Oh, that's a challenging one, Jen, because I mean, this is, you know, futures we need to be uh, obviously, uh, but I think that the, the work we are doing to continue on the work we've built around tools like our convergent modeling technology, which allows you to take facet-type data, take data that's from scanned information, you know, from topology optimization, these things that are built up of you know, facets rather than, than real um, geometrical shapes. And being able to work with that just the same as it was any other piece of design. Uh, it, traditionally, in CAD, there's been kind of two worlds. There's been the world of kind of solid, well-defined shapes. And then there's been a world of facets, which is tends to be used for visualization and scanning. And, and the two haven't really mapped. And we, we started doing work in this with convergent modeling a couple of years ago. And now you start seeing some of the things that we that you can do by leveraging ways of of adapting and modifying facets, which are really exciting. I think that that's that's the type of work we're we're looking at and thinking. Wow! And you see that in the in the very short term, you'll start seeing even more significant things there. Obviously, additive manufacturing critical. Virtual reality: seeing how we can leverage virtual reality into more than just a single user being able to use things like uh, being able to combine have multiple people reviewing together in an environment and not just multiple people on the same site but how about multiple people who are you know not even located on the same continent but actually inside of a design review seeing the same thing and being able to interact together that type of thing is is really exciting
0: huge thank you to Paul Brown for making time for this interview today and filling us all in on the new developments that Siemens is working on with the next generation of design.